0: How can all these angel investments build their workflows quickly so that they can get to market, so that they can get their A round and their B round and, you know, make it?
1: Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast celebrating the entrepreneurs and innovators reimagining the future of health. I'm Logan Plaster. Our guest today really embodies that idea of reimagining health. Since the dawn of the digital health revolution, Jonathan Bush has been pushing and prodding and challenging the status quo. He did it first as the CEO and co-founder of Athena Health back in the late 90s, where he collaborated with Todd and Ed Park to build really one of the industry's first internet-based healthcare companies. For that work, Fortune magazine included Jonathan Bush in its list of 34 leaders who are changing healthcare. Now, Bush is back with an ambitious new startup called Zeus, which uses a library of software tools to enable digital health companies to build their own unique experiences. Unity Stokes sat down with him on stage at the Startup Health Festival in March to hear about what he's building at Zeus and where he sees health innovation growing next, and why he likens Zeus to being the water boy for health innovation. Enjoy.
2: So, welcome, Jonathan.
0: Thank you very much, Unity. First of all, how are you? I'm doing very well. Good. And uh, I've tried all the different uh, approaches doing miserably, being angry. I think doing well is like by far the best. Smiling is good. It yeah, makes you feel uh, better.
2: Mechanically, yeah. Mechanically, yeah. I agree with that philosophy. We, one of the things we say at Startup Help is mindset matters most.
0: This from a man named Unity. There you I go. Mean, there you go. Absolutely. So you're back at
2: it again. Zeus Health. What's going on? Tell us about Zeus.
0: OK. Well, I had the chance to be an angel investor uh, a bunch uh, after getting uh, fired, and, uh, and, and I saw more than I could help. And uh, all of these companies were such an interesting phenotype where they, they could provide care and write code in the same company, whereas in the, my whole sort of career at Athena, there was two sort of tribes that would walk through the savanna but never overlap, you know, as the providers and then the sort of software makers. And then once a year, you know, the water would be poured into the hymns pan and they would all, you know, cross each other for a while and occasionally get stomped, uh, and then go back to their corners. And, uh, and, and work happened and technology was implemented and often at the tip of a gun or an $80 billion bonus. But uh, this idea of companies combining the things and actually sort of growing their own food rather than hunting in the savannah for it uh, got me going. It just the problem was there's was a really long putt for each of these companies. You know, We do nothing but early stage you know alcohol abuse disorder, and we need an entire EMR to write one prescription, do some coaching, and monitor alcohol levels with a Remote monitored, you know, breathalyzer. is one? Right. Another yeah. one's we only do, you know, early stage, or we only do, uh, you know, irritable bowel, or we only do early pre-diabetes, whatever it is. Uh, and they all needed kind of a pre full stack to be able to cut their own little workflow through it, and they could write software, but they were all going to do this really big write of software. And I was like, hey, you know, what was that line from uh, Princess Bride? You know, do you think they'll make it? Right. It'll take a miracle. Goodbye. Here's your angel money. Uh, good luck. Uh, and I thought, couldn't couldn't some of these things be common? You know, w- w- could there be a a build-a-bear studio where these companies could go and get more the commodity a stuff? platform? Yeah. And, and what it's bumped into. So it was really first, like, how can all these angel investments build their workflows quickly, so that they can get to market, so that they can get their A round and their B round, and you know, make it. Um, and what it sort of bumped into is, and by the way, none of them actually are trying to keep others from seeing data. Hmm. Like, it's a whole ecosystem of companies that are actually not trying to block the sharing, at least of basic medical record data, because they're all, they're all a piece of the kaleidoscope. They're all only interested in irritable bowel or, you know, whatever my examples were. Uh, and so the idea of being able to pull the other pieces in and, and share their piece was perfectly lovely, as opposed to something to be passive-aggressively blocked. And so that's where we got the idea of why don't we also have a shared record? Why don't we actually try to use Fire non-cynically hmm. um, and build a really high-performance production, real-time Fire data store of everyone that everyone with permission can see? Do you, do you feel like there's something of this moment
2: now about um, what you're doing that maybe couldn't have been done even a few years ago? For show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's too soon to say thank God for the pandemic. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but hey, we're, t- we're finally you getting know, back together. Here we all are, few of us. Um, uh, The idea that everybody I think McKinsey had the big study that came out like the month before the pandemic that said, according to our research, theoretically, up to 18 percent of all care could be delivered virtually. And (laughs) precisely 60 days later, 100 percent of all care was being delivered virtually uh, by virtue of the pandemic. And, you know, many companies were able to raise money and build out model and uh, and many patients and members were able to realize how much better it could be to be in continuous touch with an always-on service, uh, as opposed to lumbering in, taking a day off of work, taking your pants off, and sitting on wax paper so you can talk to a doctor for six minutes. You know, sometimes you need to do that, but not all the time. And in fact, And, and miss a day's pay. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. So, you know, the edge compute, the always-on super cheap edge to healthcare finally was able to get its quickening moment uh, in these last three years. And I think it had been in PowerPoint industry speeches, trade shows. Every one of us have seen it a million times. Right. But it didn't turn into kinetic energy until everybody had to try it for a while. And then suddenly, you know, boom, $40 billion follows. Uh, and these are really well com- capitalized companies that are just not all of them, obviously, and many will die. Most will die, but they're better, you know, as a tribe compared to the old fashioned way. What, what else do you think
2: has has changed. Both that's helpful, but yeah. also maybe that that's not. What, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on, on where we really are? Dema- After demand. All my for these self things.
0: help on being positive. You want me to think about unhelpful things? Huh.
2: Well, let's let's be positive. All right.
0: Well, in the positives, you know, you also have law. Like, there's probably only one thing that's been bipartisan all the way from pre-Trump through Trump and into Biden, which is uh, data use. Like both. Parties. Everybody's like, yes, more data use mm-hmm. for sure. You know, Tefka for sure. Cures. I mean, Cures is much more interesting than Tefka because the the actual data being distributed is distributed in better packaging and a better signal rate. You know, um, it's less kind of messy to use, um, and it's consumer mediated. People can actually say, I want my freaking data, and get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's passed. It's not just passed. It's been through rulemaking. It's in some one under enforcement so law is, is better that's a game changer um, a practice you know now HIPAA happens you know it doesn't uh, it doesn't happen as a mainstream thing but everybody shares CCDs all the time there's almost no providers left in America that don't have a way to get to them and they share the CCD so the potential it's crufty and sh- crappy and slow but it's there mm. um, and then finally, the rest of the world has been building platform tools really well and using them. And so we're used to the idea of building software and businesses with tools, with platform components. Um, so we've had a free trial offer. And you throw in the free trial offer of telemedicine that we got thanks to COVID. And uh, you a know, lot of good tailwind right now. Um, Any,
2: um, I, I remember seeing you at an event I don't know, similar size to this maybe yeah. 15, 16 years ago, running around paper, fax, you know, yep. fax machine. And, and um, just got my,
0: filled out my MRI form. Right. Smoker? Nope. Still no. Right. Thank you. Do you have any mel- metal objects in your body? Nope. Still no. Uh, so just had, the other day. It great. Things,
2: um, you know, I, I have this theory that in healthcare there's two types of innovation happening at the same time there's this okay. very incremental innovation on one path and then there's another parallel path of leapfrog innovation and it's not necessarily certain when that's going to take shape but from you know 15 20 years ago when you were running around with with yeah. the paper to now have did you think we would have made more progress or are we somehow have we've leapt forward in a way that maybe we haven't realized yet because the pieces are starting to come together because of the opportunity yeah. to create a platform in, in
0: all things we want to go around it right but we always have to go through it <laughs> it's like i don't want to i would like to skip adolescence no then you'll have a nervous breakdown and have an affair later on and go through adolescence break up with your parents learn to like them as adults whatever like Going through meaningful use like what a, you know, sad and wasteful effort in top down nation building that caused products that didn't connect and didn't do practical, tactical things. Instead, were built entirely on the ability to win at government inspections mm. and be shovel ready in time for the checks. You know, that was too bad. Mm. Um, but anyway, everyone got on something they're used to clicking now. Doctors like, you know what I hear a lot of doctors liking their epic, liking it like yeah, I love epic, you know, I had a survey with a company. Uh, a gr- bunch of doctors broke up with a, their health system. Kind of there's a lot of doctors peeling off now of the big. The big roll-up is now sort of the big roll-out, mm-hmm. and these doctors are joining digital health companies or standing up their own more tech-forward versions of themselves. And uh, one of the surveys, the doctor in the little focus group, the senior citizen, older man, said. Uh, well, my biggest problem is I do not want to lose. What's the name for the Epic Portal? Right. He loved the Epic Portal. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a whole evolution from where we started. That you know, I'm not sure I would have ever expected to hear. But do you think we're gonna?
2: There's gonna be some leap. Everybody Forward. wants moonshots. I mean, honestly. You're, you're busting on our moonshots? What's going on?
0: <sighs> I, I went nuts with Biden. We're going to do cancer moonshot. No, you're not. No, Joe.
2: It, it's now cancer, diabetes, and Alzheimer's.
0: Triple moon, three <laughs> moons, one shot. No, doofus. You, not, him, not the president. People in a bar arguing. Um, Incremental's I, good. Incremental good. Doesn't mean you have to go slow. Right. When you set up that contrast with incremental and rapid, I, I was worried that the bad guys would be the incremental guys. And no, I, I feel like the good guys are the, the incremental guys. It's but you have to increment on some set of metric that isn't a top-down, you know, government metric or or, or corporate metric, but is indigenously valuable. Network effect, for example. Yeah. Are people is are there two sides of the network? Are they using, are they adopting? And then the product has a true north for evolution that is um just more inspiring and more clearly directive of invention Mm -hmm. than something that is sort of political or bureaucratic in nature. Um, Whenever you do a moonshot, you're you're accepting a massively bureaucratic, massively off base. And sometimes if it's to save democracy or to win a war or to, you know, you you don't mind being, you know, to to, to take on COVID, like think of the inefficiency uh, at the COVID response. But hey, we responded. Right, you know, okay, inefficiency, no problemo. Like, we didn't lose two million people. Um, that, so w- what? What a healthy ecosystem and what a healthy market. My biggest issue with healthcare, as you know, is that the demand curve doesn't work. Mm. You know, when you lower your price, you don't gain market share. When you raise your price, you don't lose market share. And so everybody sort of stands there and is like, "How about if we went up a little bit?" You know, uh, I think seeing and what I think these companies. Uh, hold out hope for me that we'll see more of, is agile product-centered development whose success is measured on results, on actual engagement in the network, actual joy by providers and patients.
2: So there's, there's two general audiences here. There's okay. builders and startups and people building, and yep. then there's CIOs and people trying to figure out how to integrate some of these innovations or right. technologies into their legacy Platform or, or, or company, what what right. thoughts or wisdom or ideas do you have for both of those groups on how they should be thinking about the incremental opportunities of the next yeah. couple of years?
0: Yeah, This is the old, age-old question about disruptive innovation. What do you do? Try to put it in a box. And healthcare has been able to put disruptive innov- innovation in a box because of the because of, you know there's this government that has a huge amount of power and can can be kind of c- convinced. Uh, by elites who have a lot of access to, you know, legislate in a way that blocks the little chirpies from nipping at too many heels. Um, when that system is disrupted by a pandemic or some other crisis, you, you have regermination and the possibility for moving to a more of a product-based, agile-based thing. Um, in general, the advice for the, the really great visionary established are to set up a really self-sufficient well-supported small group to blow up the mothership right cio of a health system build the best virtualization of our highly profitable in-person care that you can possibly do it that you can possibly build and i'll take the heat and you just go ahead and build it and we'll figure out the business model because there's value being created by that but you guys just go ahead and do it. Go into
2: the go into collect.
0: five and startup health and buy everything, try everything, even if the Department of Cardiology wants to shoot you for using some bunch of dopes who invented a, you know, an iPhone based EKG machine that ruins your imaging revenue. You know, set it up, see if it'll work. And then if it starts working and grabbing and growing, now figure out if you can figure out a business model. Um, and then everybody else just, hope that innovation doesn't happen and that you l- look forward leaning and do lots of compliance meetings and <laughs> manage risk well, you know, and that's fine. And that, 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 you need that. Like, you need stabilizing infl- uh, forces on the things that we actually use all the time. You know, These kooky innovators should be kept at bay until they prove themselves and stabilize and, and can take on fiduciary weight. So you think that process
2: is healthy, it's a good?
0: Critical, yeah. 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 I think in general, startup guys get overly lit up when they get a meeting with the big established guys. Mm. And I suggest to you that your time would be better spent with a, you know, really marginal, lame, little established guy rather than a famous, big, powerful. I think that's such an
2: important piece of wisdom. Yeah.
0: Athena grew entirely on clinics in second cities that no one paid attention to, that yeah. barely knew what a CIO was, and then built. And then we went to our first you know, health system. We were The, the patient database you know, was 10, 20 times the size of the health system. We didn't have a customer that big, but all the operations that were going on were bigger than that systems, mm. um, because we had picked off so many little guys in the long tail that were deciding between death and dishonor. Um, so I don't. So leave what us what it's worth.
2: Leave us with some optimism. Yeah. Um, and also maybe an ask okay. for for Zeus. Yeah. And there's a lot of startups, both here and and uh, streaming that that may be relevant. You know, I think part of making these platforms work is they need to get that critical mass. What What's your ask, and and then okay. also
0: what do you? What's my ask? Optimistic What's my joyful thing? Okay. Um, this is going to not sound optimist at first. But I think I'm, like this digital health movement probably won't work unless literally the speckled collection of people in this room or in this building make it work. It is one of those wonderful moments, black swan moments, where individual, like, we'll never be Zelensky, but we'll dream about when our Zelensky moment comes around, that we'll frickin' do it, yeah. that we'll be ready, and something will have prepared us. I don't know what it is, a great marriage, a extra you know, money from his business, or what it was that gave him the wherewithal to just say no, principle over practical Fuck you. Yeah. And everyone said, you know what?
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> and
0: all of us are now being led by this yeah. man as well we should be. And each one of us in digital health, like, we're right around a hot spot where that kind of moment is possible. And so what's optimistic about it is like there's a possibility for all of us to be part of a, you know, this magical part of the human experience where you create something that absolutely wouldn't have been there without your effort. That gets used and loved and appreciated and criticized and made better by others for years to come. That is the greatest feeling in the world. A child, right? It's a little lump and it becomes, then it hates you and then it goes on and it likes you. And it's just a fabulous thing and we can do it at a social magnified level. And that is opportunity for, I mean a reason for enormous optimism. Um, and, and, and Zeus is, my plug is, let, let Zeus be your water boy. Like, we don't want to do digital health. We don't want to, we just want to carry the water and squirt it in really efficiently to your mouth. I mean, it's a, it's a database. It's a it's freaking, a yeah. we do like the least interesting pieces. We do registration, patient arrival. Like, does anybody here send out a form stack questionnaire to new members that causes them to lose interest and drop off or answer yeah. the question? Or do you have a yeah. mid-level guide who calls and tries to get the question answered? Zeus does all these things um, and, it, and it resides on a, on a shared data store so that if other people update you can see the feed um, and I think that'll help.
2: So I just want to thank you because oh, you, thank you. you've come to, um, you've met with our entrepreneurs pretty much every year since the inception of Startup Health and it, it means a lot to have People like you support early stage innovators. I think we need to get all the ecosystem doing that. So really appreciate that. Our entrepreneurs appreciate that. And uh, thank you for being here.
0: Well, you're proof positive of the reason for optimism. I went to the startup health things because you were a startup. Uh, And I was like, this guy's starting up a startup for startups. I gotta be true. there, you know? And then you, and then it's not a startup anymore. I mean, yeah. it's an established, well-known name that people chitter-chatter about in their channels uh, as a sign of accomplishment, uh, as a credential. So Thank you. bravo for you, man.
2: Appreciate that.
0: Thank you guys for coming. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. Startup Health invests in health transformers from around the world who are committed to achieving audacious health moonshots. If you wanna learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 380 companies, go to startuphealth.com. If you'd like to learn how you can invest in our Health Moonshot Impact Fund in collaboration with AngelList, go to healthmoonshots.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back next week.